So the reading this morning is from Matthew chapter 7, verses 13 to 29. Enter through the narrow gate, for the wide gate is broad and the And broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. But small is the gate, and narrow the road that leads to life, and only a few will find it. Watch out for false prophets. They come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ferocious wolves. By their fruit you will recognize them. Do people pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Likewise, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus, by the fruit you will recognize them. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, Did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down and the streams rose and the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall because it had foundations on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down and the streams rose and the wind blew and beat against that house and it fell with a great crash. When Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at his teaching because he taught as one who had authority and not as the teachers of the law. Thanks, Fran. And uh, welcome. Let me just get my clock up so I know how long I have. And uh, welcome um, to you um, joining us online. And uh, thank you for the worship team and for um, Bev and Fran as they, they've led us. And, um, and that reading, if you have your Bibles, I want to encourage you to open them up because we're going to go through that passage um, in a moment. Um, before we do, though, I-, I want you to look at a picture. We have a picture on the screen. I wonder if you can, if you see this picture, do you have sympathy or humor that comes from this? Uh, and um, I'm just hoping it's on the screen because I can't tell if it is or not. And uh, is it on the screen, guys? Yes. Fantastic. Okay. I-, I wonder, has this ever happened to you? Um, where you've, you've pushed a door that says pull on it. So when you see someone else do it, do you laugh at them or do you have sympathy? I mean, be, be honest with them. So do you tend to... Laugh, that's right. I just heard my daughter yell out laugh, and that doesn't surprise me. Um, so when that happens to yourself, now I, I know it still happens to me, even though it says it, I've got an excuse because I'm blind, so I, if it says Paul, I can say I just didn't read it. But I've been in this building, in our church buildings for over 17 years, and, and I still push doors that I'm supposed to pull. Uh, and when that happens, and I wonder when it happens for you, do you just feel a bit of a fool, uh, a bit stupid, a bit of an idiot? And, and I'm guessing most of us do. Well, well, if you do, this... This sermon may be of some help, not, not for pushing and pulling doors, but about that feeling foolish or feeling wise. Because I think most of us would prefer to have that title uh, of that you are a wise person. 
And uh, Jesus, at the end of the Sermon on the Mount, which is what we've been looking at over the past uh, couple of months, uh, Jesus' sermon from Matthew 5 to Matthew 7, where Jesus sets out what it means to be a follower of him, what it means to be a people who follow the Jesus way. Well, he winds up this whole sermon with, with three descriptions of what it means to be wise. And I, I want to unpack those a little bit and, and to ask, are, are we those, that sort of person, a person who is wise? Now, the, the, the most well-known picture or illustration of being wise, especially if you've been in church for a while, uh, will be the picture at the end of the reading. And it's the wise man who built a house upon the rock. And we'll say again, the wise man built his house upon the rock. The wise man built his house upon the rock. Now, the reason I'm repeating that is because if we had a live congregation here, I guarantee that some of people would be singing that song. Were any of you guys singing the song? All in denial. How many were rolling their eyes going, what in the world are you talking about? Um, because if you've, been, if you've been brought up in church, you will know that song and there's actions about the wise man building and all this sort of stuff. And uh, the, what Jesus is grabbing here is this. He said, there are two types of people. A, a wise person is, is, a one who, is a person who, who builds their life, builds their life on, on rock, and a foolish one is built on sand. And when the storms of life come, when things don't work out as you plan, when, when life gets challenging, the one who built on rock is the one who stays firm, and the one who builds on sand falls down. And Jesus makes it really, really clear what he's saying here in, in verse 24. Check it out. He, he says, it's those who listen to my words and then put it into practice are like that wise person who builds their house on the rock. So if you want to know the first lesson of what Jesus is of how to be wise is to be a person who, who doesn't just listen to the words of Jesus, but you put them into practice. So, so what does that mean? Well, over the past weeks, we've been looking at uh, what Jesus has been saying is the Jesus way. Jesus has been talking about, about what does it mean to, to approach relationships in the Jesus way, about um, addressing our thoughts before they move into actions, before what we think impacts how we live. So Jesus says, well, look, deal with your thoughts, work it at that level, and it will change how you live. Jesus, was ta Jesus taught about um, how we deal with people when they've hurt us, how we deal with our enemies, um, how we approach prayer and giving, how we approach and, and view money and worry and priorities, and, and all these really practical everyday life things Jesus has been teaching about. And then Jesus comes to the end of this reading and he says, look, the person who doesn't just listen to these things I'm saying about relationships and thought life and money, but actually put it into practice. They are the ones who are going to stand firm. They're, they're the ones who are going to, to know that stability and, and blessing of God, that comfort and presence of God. Way back at the beginning of the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus talks about um, blessings, about, about blessed are the poor in the spirit, poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of earth. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. He talks about blessing and blessing and blessing. Is God's heart is, I want to bring blessing. And we come to the end of this sermon, and Jesus says, it's those who hear my words and put them into practice are the ones who will encounter the blessing. So if you want to be wise, is don't just listen, but put it into practice. And just to underline that, Jesus says, and a fool is the one who listens to my words and doesn't put it into practice. 
So, so notice, it's not just about listening, it's about doing. Now, for some of us, um, we're going to understand that building analogy really well. Some of us are, aren't builders, but there's another analogy. I'm sure many of us ha- have, have mobile phones. And phones these days do more than just phone people and, and do texts. Is you can download, especially on a smartphone, is, is different apps applications that can help you do a whole variety of things. There's millions of them. Things that can help you with your scheduling and, and do diaries, your to-do, to-do lists, on health and monitoring your steps and heart rates and blood pressures and all things like that. Uh, there's, there's a really cool one I use, which is a, a, a seeing one, which it reads text. You put it in the camera on a bit of text and it reads it out to you. There are some brilliant apps out there. So, so the wise person is the one who downloads the app and then uses it. The fool is the one who downloads the app and it's on their phone, but they never use it. Because it may do brilliant things, but unless you apply it, unless you put it into practice, it's a waste of time. I wonder how many of us have mobile phones with zillions of apps that we just never use. And, and that is a real so real danger when it comes to following the Jesus way. We can, we can hear lots about it. We can hear more sermons about it. We can read, read more about it. But Jesus says, unless you put it into practice, it ain't going to do any difference. It's not going to make a blind bit of difference. Because the fool listens and doesn't do anything about it. But the wise person puts it into practice. So the first lesson of Jesus of how to be wise is to hear my words and put it into practice. Now the second point here on wise is just before, I'm going backwards to this passage by the way. The second point of how to be wise is, is prompted in verse 16. Jesus says, do people pick grapes from thorn bushes and, thist- and figs from thistles? Now the answer is clearly no, of course you don't. And uh, Jesus, you know, it's pretty obvious. And Jesus says, you know, you get good fruit from good trees and bad fruit from bad trees. What Jesus is saying is, look, wisdom thinks about the fruit. Now, now, I said it's pretty obvious. We all know that you get grapes from, that's a right answer. I'm I'm guessing you gave a right answer because you're all wise people. But we know you get grapes from grapevines and you get fig from fig trees. We know that. But Jesus says that wisdom is remembering where fruit comes from, is to think about the fruit, is to think about the, the consequences of, of what the tree is and the fruit is. What this has to do with wisdom and foolishness is a, a, a sort of a broad definition of what wise and foolish people are in Scripture it is this. It says that, that wise people are those who connect things together. Wise people are people who know that, that my actions today will impact my tomorrow. What I did yesterday is going to impact my today. What a fool does is a fool disconnects. It, it is a person who doesn't think of well, what I do now is going to impact my tomorrow. Is the, the decisions I make, the words I say, it has no impact on anything else. And they, they break it apart from your relationships and your finances and the things. So a wise person understands that, that my, my decisions that I make today impact my future and your future and those who are around me. And a fool disconnects. And, and this is what Jesus is saying is to be wise is think about the fruit. Think about the consequences. When I was uh, a lot younger, I used to do a lot of hiking on Dartmoor. 
And uh, there's a little gaggle of friends would go out and hiking. And we were quite serious hikers. We'd do like 15, 20 miles a, a day. And uh, we'd head out and do something. And then on the way back, we would often let those with less experience uh, take the lead. And you know, to, um, to gain a bit of confidence and experience. And we knew roughly where we're going. So it wasn't our life weren't at risk. Um, but we used to play a little game where a, a follow the leader. Now, I know that sounds childish, but it was quite fun because um, they, they couldn't say, well, where do you think we're going to go? He said, you lead, we will follow you. And um, it got particularly interesting when we had to cross rivers um, because they, they would basically mark the way. And if they survived, we followed them. And if they didn't, you know, there was more people in the group. Um, but I remember one occasion, there's a chap called John, and he had, he had a lot more enthusiasm than ability when it came to navigating. And we came to this one river, and I remember him going, and, and he, he, he thought, we can jump that. And we're going, sure, are you sure? And he said, yeah, we can. He said, watch. And he just ran and bound over this, this river. And, and what we spotted and he didn't um, was that on the other side of this rock was boggy, marshy. I mean, it was really, really wet stuff. And um, he didn't cl click until he was mid-air. So he's mid-air. And have you ever seen someone trying to stop themselves mid-air? It's, it's quite humorous to watch. Uh, and he, 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 his, his whole body was trying to pull back as he was jumping. The thing is, his backpack didn't get the message. And his backpack flipped over in front of him just as he landed in there. So he, his flipped back, so he, he saw him pull back mid-air. His backpack flipped over, went upside so he couldn't see anything. And he landed up to his knees in mud and up to his elbow in mud. So he was there, just stuck, mud, up to his knees and his elbow and his backpack there. And we as caring people, as I'm sure you realize what we're going to do is, you know, we're good Jesus followers. Is we, we just laughed at him quite a lot. And, and we thought, yeah, I'm not following him. You know, we did save him. He's not still there, by the way. Okay, we did, we did hoik him out uh, eventually. Uh, but, but what Jesus is saying here is a wise person thinks about the fruit, thinks about the consequences. It is a put it together, understand that, that the fruit that comes out matches the tree it comes from. Now, the context that Jesus was talking about was about be, being aware of false prophets. Now, I'm not sure what flips through your mind with false prophets, and you're going, well, I'm not sure if I follow any prophets and stuff. Well, let, let me put that in, in language that we can understand a bit better is that there, there are a variety of people who are, are telling us this is the Jesus way. Like I am. I'm saying, look, this is the way of Jesus. And what Jesus is saying is you need to be aware. Wise people are aware that just because someone up front, someone on a podcast says this is the way of Jesus, doesn't necessarily mean it really is true. And what Jesus says is a wise person thinks about the fruit is don't just think is, do I like his shirt? Do I like the way he says it? Is he old enough? Is he young enough? Is, was the music trendy enough? Is, is don't go for those things, is, is look at the fruit. Now, what is the fruit? In Galatians 5, Jesus says the, the fruit of the Spirit. So Paul writes, the fruit of the Spirit. So if the Holy Spirit is moving in someone, is what you see is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. So the, this is the fruit of the Spirit. This is the characteristics that you will see. So Jesus is saying, when you're trying to work out who you listen to and how you follow, he says, check out the fruit. Are you seeing those God characteristics? 
And, and I want to encourage you to do that. Whenever you listen to me, listen to other people on, on podcasts and other church services, when you read books, your small group leader, other Christians is thinking, what is the fruit that is around their lives? What is the fruit, the consequences of what they say? Because good trees produce good fruit and bad trees produce bad fruit. So a wise person actually links them together. You know what? There's another area of people who often influence our lives. Now, Jesus doesn't refer it here, but I want to just go off piste a little bit. Because I think Jesus is talking about key people who, who speak into our lives and influence our lives. And one of those main areas is our friendships. You know, we all um, have people that we just click with. People at work or school or in our, our community, that when we meet them, we just like them and we, we get on well with them and, and, and we build friendships with them. And that's totally normal and totally right. The thing about when we, we link up and connect up with people is that sometimes we forget that, that other people have a different set of values and maybe a different road that they're traveling on to the ones that, that we want to. And, and it's just to be aware that that when we spend time with each other and when we feel accepted by people and understood by people is that our, our barriers go down and we become more open to the things that they say. And, that, and that's not necessarily bad. That, that's actually some really good things can happen because we learn from our friends as we, our, our values and the things we get involved in can be really, really positive. But we also need to be aware that there's also the danger because when we let down our barriers with friends, is that, that sometimes they can lead us in places that, that sort of contradict or, or they challenge the way of Jesus. If, if you think back on your, your life, I reckon that many of our regrets aren't linked with our enemies. They're linked from what's happened with our friendships. If, it's interesting, if you look at some of the addictions that people struggle with, often they start with some of their friendships. Because what happens is we, we spend time with friends and they say, well, that's all right. Something that you once thought was bad and you wouldn't do is, well, they think it's all right. And well, maybe it is all right. Or you defend them because, well, no, you like them so much. And what happens is, is that we become a bit foolish and that we disconnect the fruit from the tree. Now, if you are a parent, you'll know that, that what you want your kids to be involved with is with a group, good bunch of kids. You really want them to, you know, you don't want, you don't want your kids to hang around with the bad kids. You want them to hang around with the good kids. Why? Because the behavior around them rubs off on them. That The Bible picks us up in uh, Proverbs 13, verse 20. It says, walk with the wise and you will be wise, but the companion of fools suffers harm. That doesn't just apply to children. It applies to us. It applies to me and you. And what Jesus is saying here. I know we didn't say prophets and friends, but actually, if you think of influencing voices, what Jesus is saying is what a wise person does is they think about the fruit. Think about the consequences. That when you have people that you know and love and people who you like are saying, what are the consequences if I begin to live and follow that way? Look at the people and what they're saying and, and see their behavior as well. This isn't about judging them. This is about using wisdom to say, I want to look at consequences. I want to look at the fruit. It's interesting in our reading and verse 21, Jesus says it's actually it's all about fruit. It's all about character. It's rather challenging sort of words Jesus uses. He says, you know, everyone who says, Lord, Lord, I, I will not let in the kingdom of God. 
And you may say, but I've done miracles and look at all the great things that I've done. And Jesus says, yeah, but I don't know you. Because often we chase the fruit of the spectacular. Where Jesus chases the fruit of character. Remember Galatians 5. This is the fruit of the Spirit. The evident of God in it is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control, and faithfulness. Check for the fruit, because that's what a wise person does. A wise person puts Jesus' ways into practice, and a wise person also thinks about the fruit, connects things together. And the last point of of wisdom is, is right at the beginning, right at the start of our reading, where Jesus says, wide is the road and wide is the gate that leads to destruction. And narrow is the gate and narrow is the road that leads to life. What it says here is, is wisdom chooses the right road. I'm not sure if you've ever been um, London underground during rush hour. Uh, the, the, the power of the crowd is very influential. Uh, many times you sort of get off the tube and, and all the crowd are going that way. And that's the sort of way you have to go, even if it's not necessarily where you want to go. In some of the complicated tube stations, you find yourself getting ejected from a door, that, uh, an exit that you, you know, turn up in places you weren't really wanting to go. It's just that the f- force of the crowd pushed you there. Individuals and friends have an influence on our lives, but actually so does the crowd or the culture of our community around us. See, it's our, our culture and our community around us that we see on the television, we see in, in the newspapers, and, and all the voices are around us that tell us what is acceptable, that tell us what is funny, that tell us um, what is the right look, to tell us what is the right path. And Jesus says, is that wide and broad is that way that leads to destruction, but narrow is the way that leads to life. Now, why did Jesus label them as, as such? Well, if we apply a little bit of wisdom, we can actually work it out. Apply that thinking about the fruit. You know, our culture says, you know, buy now, pay later. And, and I mean, many of us will do that in higher purchases. You buy now because I want it now, and you get it now, and you pay over the next year or two or ten But what is the fruit of that? The fruit of that is mounting debt and and finances that that, that just make people worry and fret about so many things. They may have that good thing that, that shines to begin with, but then loses its shine. But because we want it now, we're paying a long time in the future. But if you go a bit bigger, what's the fruit of that? You put it across a country that says, buy now, pay later, and you find that a country gets further and further and further into financial challenges. A culture that says, you know, if it feels good, do it. What is the fruit of that? What are the consequences of that? If it feels good, you know, as long as it's right for me, don't, don't hurt anybody else. And they're saying, well, yeah, but does it hurt other people? Does my choice of what I do today, how does that impact my family? How does that impact my neighbor? How does that impact globally? You know, we, you know, the massive push at the moment of a carbon footprint, we need to get carbon down, is we say, well, I'm just doing my own thing and I don't care about the rest of the world because that is the fruit of, if it feels good, do it. And we need to stop and think because Jesus says that leads to destruction when it's just listening to what our culture says. Just one more thing of our culture. Our, our culture defines beauty as usually young and skinny. So many people are putting their, you know, put pictures on, on Facebook or on Instagram and things like that, and they're waiting for likes. And their whole value 
is measured by that. Because the fruit of that is, is interesting in our, in our society today. People are feeling more isolated and more insecure. Often the way they look is, is, is the point where people just feel that depression. They feel I'm ugly. They feel I need to do work. I need to do this. And then how does that view older people? Sorry, older people. How, you know, how you look, how you, all this sort of stuff is put across. Be, because again and again is if you're young and pretty and skinny, then you're acceptable and beautiful. And Jesus says that leads to destruction. Jesus says, but choose the narrow way. Wisdom says, I'm not just going to go popular with the crowd and force along it. I'm going to choose the narrow way. Why is it narrow? It's narrow because it requires us to choose not to do my thing, but to do Jesus' thing. It's narrow because it says, I'm going to seek God's values first. It's narrow because I'm going to have to deny myself and say, your will be done, not mine. And so it's narrow in that we're going to have to say no to some things. However, it's also the road that leads to life. What is that life? That life is fruitfulness of a changing a character, a character that reflects who God is. And it's a road that leads to that security so that when the storms of life hit, is we know the closeness and the stability that God brings. Over these past few months, we've been looking at the Jesus way. What it means to walk in the way that God designed life to be. One incredible thing about Jesus is he does not force it on any of us. He's not standing with a big stick and wanting to beat us into it. What he does is he invites us. And he says, will you walk my way? And I'll walk with you. Because my way leads to life. My way leads to blessing. My way leads to the kingdom of God in relationship with him. I want to just ask you, how are you responding to Jesus' invitation to walk his way? Because that's the way of wisdom. When we choose that way. When we choose that road of fruitfulness. And then we know his security. I want to pray. Father, I want to thank you. I want to thank you for, for addressing so many different areas in our lives. I thank you that there's not this religious and, and secular divide. There's not personal public with you that you want to walk with us and you call us. You care about our thought lives and our everyday lives. You, you call and you care about when we worship together as we engage and read your word together. Jesus, you want to be with every part of us. I thank you for the wisdom that's contained in scripture, the wisdom of Jesus that we have heard. I thank you that you invite us. You don't force us. Father, I also just recognize that blessing that you put before us. And I, I want to pray that that we may choose you, that I may choose you, not just in bits and pieces, but Jesus, choose your way, the way that leads to life. And I want to pray that life over every person who's watching now, that they will choose the way of Jesus and that they will encounter more of you because that is the invitation of Jesus, that we may know and encounter the living God. I thank you that you're real. I thank you that you change things. And I thank you that you welcome us. I pray that we will respond.
Amen.